0: Aloha and welcome once again to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. My name is Bruce Fisher, the owner of Hawaii Aloha Travel. Thanks for tuning in today for this Friday, November 3rd, 2012, and this is our 533rd podcast. We're going to talk all about the tsunami that happened over the weekend. We're also going to talk about things that you must not forget to bring with you when you come to Hawaii, all as we get through the podcast today. This podcast is brought to you by us. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii, we're Hawaii's experts, and you can catch us on the web at www.hawaii-aloha.com. All we do is help folks plan Hawaii vacations. So if that's what you're doing, you've stumbled across a great place to get information and to learn about these islands because knowledge is power. And if you're so inclined, reach out to one of us. We have over 15 agents here. We I'll put this whole vacation together for you and since we're locals and we're right here on the island we can make the experience even that more beneficial to you so get involved with us you'll be very happy that you did of course we have our blog where you can follow along with us we have tons of information there we're posting everything you can imagine about Hawaii there everything from you know traveling between the islands to uh, what is a puka dog if you want to know what a puka dog is check out our blog post today we talk about puka dogs and you can also also email me, Bruce at Hawaii Aloha.com. And I just want to say this right up at the, on the front, just in case people start tuning out. Um, if you are in Japan, I really want to hear from you. I just want to hear anything from somebody from Japan. So if you're in Japan and you're listening to this podcast, if you just write to me, Bruce at Hawaii Aloha.com, and even just say Aloha, how are you? <laughs> anything at all, I'm going to send you out our welcome pack which includes lots of fun things from Hawaii. So please uh, write to me, bruce at hawaii-aloha.com. Don't forget we have our podcast page where you can find all the information about what we talk about on the shows. There's also videos there. We also have another podcast podcast that you can find on itunes it's called the 808 hawaii travel show so if you're an avid listener of this show or you like videos check out that uh podcast because it gives you the best of of our videos we just put up a couple of new videos and we'll be actually i've been kind of lazy about getting videos up there but over the weekend i'm gonna get a whole bunch up there so definitely check that out and you can also find me on twitter of course i'm at Aloha Bruce, or on facebook as well hawaii vacation Okay, let's get right to it here. Wow, over the weekend on Sunday, October 28th, there was a 7.7 magnitude earthquake which uh, struck Canada. And that caused a tsunami tsunami alert in Alaska and Hawaii. And if you're a visitor to Hawaii during a time like this when there's some kind of... Uh, you know, emergency like this, and there's wailing sirens throughout the day and in neighborhoods. It could definitely cause some anxiety. So I wanted to touch on that to, today and talk about some important things that you need to remember and how we prepare for things like this. But it was a very strange day. You know, it was Saturday night. Yelling and I were just kicking back, relaxing, and all, and we're watching television. And it was about seven, seven fifteen. We start to see and hear the warnings, and it says a tsunami a warning has been issued and by 10th 28 a tsunami will be hitting Hawaii now this is very I thought it was very well first I thought it was a mistake because I have been through several of these tsunamis and nothing ever happens and we also get a lot of time to prepare for it so I'm like how can this be how could it be already a warning with any kind of watch or any kind of alert or anything like that so it was really really just con- uh, concerning and you know We started to listen to the news. Suddenly, we started to hear over the radio the the warnings, and Civil Defense had, in fact, called for a tsunami warning. Now, my first reaction is, quick, (laughs) start streaming video, which is what I did, actually. I went outside, and I put the cameras out there, and I started streaming, and hundreds of people all over the world. I don't know if any of you saw it, but if you want to go to Ustream and type in Hawaii Tsunami, you'll see my tsunami coverage, but we actually... You know, we're, we're planning on just staying here and, and sticking it out because, again, we, we, although we live right on the water, we're six to eight foot above sea level. And the civil defense people and, you know, the people at the, the tsunami warning center w- were saying that they didn't think it was going to be as bad as the Japanese one, which was nothing. So I'm thinking, oh, this is probably going to be nothing. No big deal. I don't think we have to worry about it so on and so forth. And then as time went on, they started talking to more people from the tsunami center and they kept on saying things like this. Well, you know, we've never seen a tsunami come out Hawaii at this direction before. And we can't know for any kind of certainty where it's coming from. Because I guess this point in Canada where the earthquake was, Hasn't seen too many tsunamis, so they don't know. They had nothing to go by, and the direction was coming from. They'd never seen that before, so that started to give me a little pause. I'm like, well, if they don't know, you know, what could be the impact? What if it's a lot worse than they ever expected? So I started to listen a little further. Another hour or so went by, and then a little bit later, they started to show the this graphic, which showed the energy force from the tsunami and where that energy force was pinpointed and heading. And if you looked at that chart, you'd see it was a beeline, like a direct line, a direct hit to Hawaii. So I'm looking at that and I'm going, I'm looking at Yaling and Yaling is like, she didn't want to go anywhere. You know, we have our, you know, our cats and we're relaxing and Yaling was super tired and she didn't want to go anywhere. And I'm like, you know, and then people in the chat room are telling Bruce, you need to go, and everybody's telling me, you know, people are calling me on the phone, Bruce, are you going to evacuate, and so on and so forth, and I'm like, you know, we better just go, you know, just to be on the safe side, and it's easy to get up high here, so we, got, we just closed the camera down and then went up to Hanama Bay, very high up above everything, and this is where Yaling went last time we had a tsunami, which was about a year and a half ago. And it's very safe up there. There was civil defense up there, and it was a really safe place to be. So uh, it was it was it was quite scary. That's the first time I ever actually evacuated because I really. I really didn't want to go, you know, because a lot of folks come here on vacation and something like this could possibly happen. I wanted to talk a little bit about how hotels prepare for disasters and what to expect if there's any kind of an emergency during your Hawaii vacation. You know, no one likes to plan for these types of things, but the sudden strike of last week's tsunami warning is a good reminder that vacationing doesn't necessarily mean you're exempt from disaster in case of tsunamis, hurricanes, power outages and other serious events like that. Thankfully, we have the hotels to to look at and to look to for advice. And they are really prepared and trained in the event of most in the event of most if not all emergencies. And they actually plan to provide these services and do drills for these services in times of national catastrophe. And if you're vacationing in Hawaii and staying in a hotel, just rest assured you're really in good hands. They're trained very well for this. The bigger hotels have event space, such as meeting halls and ballrooms, where, where they can gather up all of their rollaway beds and cots to create shelters, not only for the hotel guests, but for locals as well. And a lot of times the hotels will offer free services, such as food, water, and electricity if needed. While in less serious events, hotels may charge a nominal fee for water usage and sewage and stuff like that, but in most cases of a national disaster, hotels will help and oftentimes rise to the occasion, like they did during Hurricane Iniki, and I was one of the first people to get over to Kauai right after Hurricane Iniki, and the hotels played a vital role in helping folks as long as they could because after a while the hotels couldn't help because there was no power but in the short term the hotels are very very responsive and will do everything they can to help folks and of course the Red Cross has always been known to set up at hotels and help in medical emergencies as well. So if you're staying in an oceanfront hotel during the event of a tsunami or a tsunami warning the hotel is going to alert you and prep you on what needs to happen it's uh, basically a procedure to evacuate and head to higher ground and if the threat appears likely then they will be more there will be more instructions and more things for you to do and there will be lots of help for you in that situation. Now, tsunamis are are usually anticipated well in advance, which gives people enough time to gather their belongings and sort of devise a plan. Um, Hotel management and staff will always remain, will try to remain calm and will most likely uh, continue to operate business, um, unless of course there's just complete devastation. Um, hotels are equipped with things like backup computers generators batteries chargers they have everything you know they've you've got the first aid kits candles fire extinguishers and all the emergency evacuation stuff so it's almost like one of the best places you can be actually is in a hotel the other good place to be is out at sea And the cruise ships, when they know that there's gonna be a tsunami, they head right back out there. In fact, that's the safest place to be is actually out in the ocean. So if you ever are in doubt about how to handle a disaster while staying in a hotel, you can almost always guarantee that the management is gonna be around to help with advice. They're gonna have shuttle services, emergency kits, and a lot of local knowledge on how to deal with it. And you know, if you have to evacuate, what that route might look like. and you know and i've I've seen this happen and i because we've had a couple of hurricanes and I've been here through a couple of these disasters, but hotel staff has a lot of ways that they can alert guests to be aware of the emergencies now power outages are probably the most common in you know inconvenience um, and being prepared for this doesn't really take too much if you think about it. some water bottles, some non-perishable foods, and some other supplies are are really good to have on hand and they usually can be found at you know at the in the lobby or at the hotel front desk or even in some cases the mini bar if they still have it at your hotel and you want to always remember that in event of emergency try not to panic there's really that's just going to make things you know worse it's important that you just remain calm and clear-headed, especially if you have kids and families and you're rallying any type of group or groups of people. Keep in mind that hotels are usually one of the safest places to be. I can't emphasize that enough. Even in the event of tsunamis when they're right on the water there. I mean, you can get up way high, and these these higher floors have, have hallways that kind of act as shelters. So... Keep that in mind, and those are some of the things that you can remember. Always, you know, do the standard things like fill your bathtub with water, and try to uh, conserve, you know, um, conserve on things as best as you can during this kind of time. So hopefully that helps you out. What an experience, you know. By the way, the weather here is we're going. We've had this really weird pattern of weather lately, where we go. We have on and off trade winds. We have another few days of. No trades again today. We don't have any trades, and I'm going to probably before the day is out have to put that air conditioner on. So, uh, keep that in mind if you're going to be here for the next couple of days. Now, let's uh turn to a lighter topic here, and I wanted to talk about things to remember to bring on your Hawaii vacation. You know, in this day and age, packing isn't quite what it used to be with these. Huge charges for baggage fees and all the hassle of containing everything into travel-sized containers, it's almost easy these days to just buy what you need once you get to your destination. The convenience of nearby stores and what hotel front desks are offering is everything you could expect to find at home, and probably more especially in Hawaii. You probably won't find the selection or variety of certain things for Hawaii vacation any better than in Hawaii itself. The ABC stores, which can be found just what, about every corner, you can get anything from sunscreen to beach umbrellas, to slippers, to toiletries, gifts, snacks, anything, over-the-counter drugs, and everything in between. So it's just as easy to come here Without any of these things and buy them when you get here. Of course, budget is a concern, but uh, for the most part, you can get some of these little things. So, we asked our Facebook friends this question, and here's what some of those responses we received lotion. Okay, unless you think you'll only need three ounces of this, we recommend buying it while you're in Hawaii. Another one is sunblock hat, sunglasses, swimmers, passport from Australia. Yes, the passport, swimsuit, and maybe your favorite hat. Uh, you can skip out packing the sunblock and sunglasses and buy some cheapos here. Uh, nothing. <laughs> it's getting cheaper to buy stuff over there at Walmart in Maui than to pay for extra baggage. She says, seriously, I know I've made several treks, trips back and forth. Yes, Walmart can now be found almost anywhere. We have an, uh, one here on a a couple of them here on Oahu. Or Oahu, um, never fear when Walmart is there <laughs> or near. <laughs> um, here's another one that came in: uh, camera and charger. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. It's always a bummer, bummer when you bring your camera and you realize that it's only halfway charged and guess what you forgot the charger at home and they are very expensive here and everywhere so you definitely don't want to forget that now this may sound like a funny one and somebody says money right and this is a must don't forget to pack this one because you're definitely gonna need money and if you have a debit card there are restrictions on debit cards that's not like cash make sure you bring cash i can't tell you how many problems we've had with folks who have come here with issues with their debit cards, especially if you try to go rent a car with a debit card, it's a big problem. So th- th- think about that. Make sure you bring some cash with you or traveler's checks. If I think they still do traveler's checks, if that you feel more comfortable with that. Here's another one: uh, hiking boots. If you come to Hawaii and don't hike, well, you don't see Hawaii, and that's very very true. Even people who are not avid hikers end up doing a significant amount of hiking and walking while you're here. So make sure that you bring some good shoes for hiking, hiking shoes in particular, or good walking shoes. Here's another one, a hoodie. It actually feels pretty chilly late at night sometimes. As much as you don't want to hear that, that is actually true. It can get a little chilly, especially sometimes in these really highly air-conditioned restaurants. I'm always finding myself being chilly or wearing a long-sleeve shirt. So bring a hoodie with you. That's a good idea, and especially for guys who forget about the bald head. Or if you're like me and you have just a little bald spot at the top, you forget to put the sunscreen on it. So just little things like that. Bring a hat. Make sure that you have a hoodie or something just in case. Um, Here's another one. Charges for phone, camera, and laptop. Your meds, your doctor's phone number, health insurance, car—just in case. Yep, that's that's just be prepared for the unexpected. and extra pair of an extra pair of glasses, reading glasses. We've had it, that happen more than once, where customers have said, "Oh, I went out and I lost my glasses. What should I do?" And uh, the final thing here is an empty duffel bag, smash flat in your solo suitcase, so you can carry all of your favorite goodies and purchases home aboard with you on the plane and this allows you to keep track of and not lose them and yet you'll still have room in your suitcase that you can check through so this is probably one of my favorite comments of all because this person has vacationing in hawaii down (laughs) you will start to accumulate things when you're here and that's the fun part shopping is fun here and we have such unique things so definitely bring that extra duffel and you can load that up with stuff from Hawaii. It's re- it's really rare that people don't bring back uh, a large number of things after they've been on a Hawaii vacation. So those are some tips. Those are some ideas. Hopefully that helps you out. We're coming towards the end of the podcast. want to thank you for tuning in. Just another reminder to check out our blog, hawaii com blog, and also our podcast page. You can access that just by going to our website, hawaii-aloha.com. Please write to me. Love to hear from you. If you have questions or comments, or let's say you're working on an itinerary or you're working on a Hawaii vacation, you want a second opinion, you want some ideas about what to do here, uh, please reach out to me. We'd love to work with you. And also I'd like to find a way to earn your business if that's possible at all too. That's going to wrap it up. Hope you have a great week or great weekend. Whenever you're picking up this podcast, I wish you nothing but lots of aloha to you. That'll do it for my beautiful wife, Yael Lang. For all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel, I'll say aloha and mahalo.